If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, April 22nd. The major U.S. equity futures indices are not moving a whole lot. So the S&P futures are trading down about three points. It's just about six basis points. NASDAQ futures are essentially flat. Dow futures are off about 16 points. That is just about five basis points. The Russell futures are lagging a little bit down about 10 points. That's about 45 basis points. The major European indices have a decent bid this morning. They are rallying about 50 to 65 basis points. We had a bunch of earnings out of Europe this morning, which we'll go through in a second. And Asia generally rallied across the board, but there were a couple of pockets of underperformance, including mainland China and Taiwan. So just running through the major pieces of news this morning from macro to micro, not much to talk about on the macro front. Um, you know, you've really seen kind of relatively steady narratives on the big macro themes. So no major economic data today, no big monetary policy headlines today. You do have the ECB in a couple of hours. It's expected to be largely status quo um, with the ECB kind of reiterating a lot of its, um, all the major elements of policy staying in place for the time being. You don't get a, uh, you don't get the next round of economic forecast upgrades or um, updates from the ECB until the June meeting. So very much expected to be status quo. One item that people will be asking um, some for some clarity on, remember the ECB said that they would be accelerating its bond purchases in Q2 to counter the recent rise in yields. They have not really accelerated those purchases yet. Um, also, you've seen yields kind of drift back lower. So that will be probably an area of focus during the press conference, but for the most part, expect it to be a non-event. Just quickly remember the Bank of Canada yesterday became one of the first major global central banks to taper back some of its... Um, pandemic era policy responses. So you saw quantitative easing get trimmed slightly. Not a huge deal at all. The Bank of Canada is definitely not um, you know, a major presence in global bond markets, but uh, I do think that's going to be the start of a trend. So the June meetings on central banks, um, I think will be important for the Fed in particular. I think it's going to kind of begin the process of um, articulating its tapering plans. And then the ECB also, I think, you could see a shift um, in their kind of tone at the June meeting. So you have the ECB today, non-event. The Fed next week also should be non-event, but the June meetings are going to be much more important. So that's monetary policy. On the COVID front, um, you know, the tenor of news is certainly shifting. The tenor of news in the U.S. has deteriorated slightly at the margin in the last couple of days. Um, obviously, it remains awful in India. That country is grappling with by far the worst outbreak of um uh, you know the the worst spike in transmissions anywhere on the planet, um, and Europe it's getting better. So you know in general I'm still very bullish on U.S. reopening on on the U.S. vaccination pace. Um, however, like I said, I, you have seen a deterioration slightly in some of the data. So the vaccination pace is slowing in the U.S. You've hit over half of the U.S. adult population that's received at least one shot. The second half is going to be a lot harder to reach for a variety of different reasons than the first half. Um, so it's not too shocking that you're seeing um, the pace of vaccination slow, but they are slowing. Transmissions in the U.S. are still elevated. 
um, you know, you are seeing encouraging declines in, in other metrics such as uh, hospitalizations and fatalities, but um, transmissions are still of it. My whole problem with U.S. reopening is just that I think it's priced into a lot of the popular reopening stocks, not that you're going to see it reverse. Um, Europe, however, is certainly seeing um, a positive inflection point. So Europe, Europe is about two months behind where the U.S. is. You're starting to see the vaccine vaccination figures really pick up. You are seeing some encouraging trends on uh, the transmission front. So Europe is definitely where you're seeing an improvement in COVID, um, you know, a flatlining, if not a mild deterioration in the U.S. Um, so that is kind of the COVID backdrop for this morning. Again, nothing super dramatic um, to really read about. You do have the CDC advisory panel meeting tomorrow to consider the Johnson Johnson vaccine. I think most people assume you're going to get some type of an announcement similar to what Europe made on Tuesday, whereby they acknowledge some of the risks of blood clotting, um, but kind of lift the freeze and just attach a stronger warning to it. Um, on fiscal policy, quickly, so the Republicans are going to be presenting their counteroffer to build back better. It's going to be about 600 to $800 billion um, funded from a variety of different items, under which include taxes. It's going to be rejected by Democrats. So the bid-ask spread, again, I think remains too wide between the two of them. If Democrats do plan on passing something, it's going to have to be entirely partisan, um, which means they have to iron out some of the intra-party differences going forward, of which there are still um, a bunch of them. Um, you know, I still think the same assumptions as before can be made about the corporate rate not going above 25%, about the SALT deduction getting reinstated, and about the global minimum tax um, kind of collapsing under the weight of its own complexity. You did have an interesting article in the Washington Post this morning just talking about how Republicans are going to, are considering using the debt ceiling as a fiscal negotiating weapon again. So remember, it's been several years since that was kind of really brought into play, um, but talking about how Republicans do plan on possibly using that to leverage spending cuts. So that's obviously something to keep in mind because the debt ceiling is coming up in a couple of months. So those are all the big macro trends, like I said, really no major change um, in anything overnight. Um, on earnings, you had a bunch of numbers out of the US last night. None of them are really super controversial. No major blowups or blowouts. Um, you know, you had Chipotle, uh, Canadian Pacific, Discover Card, Lamb Research, Whirlpool, a bunch of others. Um, you know, certainly some upside surprises. Whirlpool in particular was very strong. Lamb Research um, continues to do very well. Semi equipment, uh, obviously a huge area of, of strength. But um, no, like I said, no major kind of real controversies in the U.S. last night. Uh, in Europe this morning, Credit Suisse is getting hit, leading Europe on the downside, not so much because of earnings, but just more Archegos disclosures. So they're going to take another $650 million loss um, in Q2 on top of the $4.7 billion in Q1. They are raising $2 billion of capital. So, you know, I think this is certainly um, a surprise announcement given that they've already pre-announced a lot of their Archegos exposure. And they had implied that they would not need the capital raise. So this, um, you know, certainly a, a mild surprise. So Credit Suisse is for sale on earnings. Hermes had spectacular Q1 revenues so that follows LVMH and caring global luxury brands are performing extraordinarily well in this environment. Nestle was another very strong report this morning. That stock is trading very well. Um, Renault was a mild disappointment. So in the auto space, um, their Q1 sales definitely disappointed. Uh, and there are a bunch of others in Europe too. I have all the details in the piece this morning. I also have all the details for the US reports in the piece too. So check them out. Um, no major kind of non-earnings micro headlines to really go through. And then for the calendar today, so 
obviously you have the ECB, which I already talked about. You have US weekly claims, which I think will be watched very closely. Remember, you had a big drop last week in claims. Investors will be watching to see if that trend continues. Biden is kicking off this two-day climate summit. Um, you're going to see a lot of headlines about various different pledges on um, greenhouse gas reductions over the coming decades. I don't think it's really important for markets. And then on earnings, the big names before the open, American Airlines, AT&T, Biogen, Blackstone, Dow Chemical, Freeport, um, United Pacific. And then after the close, really not many after the close, just Intel um, and Snap are probably the two big ones. I remember Intel's already pre-announced the quarter and already provided guidance. So that shouldn't be a real um, controversial report. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.